Hello, world. It's the Ladies of Nerditude again. My name is Jill. And I'm Francine. And it's the end of an era. It is. A decade. Yeah. Which is different than an era. <laughs> Close enough. We knew what you meant. Yeah. No. I, okay. <laughs> and we decided that this week we were going to talk about our favorite things from uh, the last 10 years. I know. And it's way longer than I thought it was. Yeah. Because when I was going back and I was like, okay. There was some stuff where I was like, wow, wow, I thought that was like further back in mm-hmm. time or I don't know. Yeah. It was very jarring. Yeah. It threw me for a loop every time, both it, directions. It did because, <laughs> wow. So we're going to talk about that because it's almost 2020. Yeah. It's going to be the 20s again. Everybody's like losing their minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they finally figured out that history is cool. <laughs> it's about time we had a roar in 2020s. That'd be cool. I mean, no, no 30s, no though. No prohibition, no yeah, no downward spiral at the end, preferably. That'd be nice. You know, don't drink wood grain alcohol <laughs> that you made out of your yeah. furniture. You'll go blind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that you made out of your furniture. Yeah. Like, you read the Poisoner's Handbook, I did. Right? When they yeah. Went, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I gave no, that book because I was like, check this shit out. <laughs> that's a very good point. It's a good life lesson for the day. Don't make alcohol out of your furniture. You will die. Probably. It won't go well. Yeah. It's not no matter what, it's not going to go well. <laughs> That's your takeaway yes. for the day. So um, do you, do we uh, have any other like nerdy things that we need to update people on? I mean, I, well, we both started watching you season two, mm-hmm. which came out last yesterday? week, yesterday, a couple days ago, day it came is. out on the 26th, <laughs> it came out on the 26th, today's 28th. So okay. it came out so two like, days ago. Two days ago. Dude, I don't know what day it is either, so... <laughs> We're in that magical time between Christmas and New Year's. I work seven days a week. I never fucking know what day it is until you text me and you're like, so are we recording? And I'm like, oh, fuck, it's Saturday. Saturday. (laughs) Yeah. That's okay. Life. So (laughs) So we're both watching you, Mm -hmm. season two. Um, I'm also watching Lost in Space, season two, which Mm -hmm. just came out as well. It's a family-friendly science fiction show. If you've got kids that are nerdy, like... It's going to be so for them because it's all about like using science to like solve problems. It's really fun. And there's robots. It's cool. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think what else I've been doing. I don't know. I feel like I've been working a lot. I'm sure we you both feel the have. same. Yeah. Well, so we both work in custom printable things, which mm-hmm. is like a big deal around the holidays. Yeah. Cards, Busy. pajamas, artwork. Yep. You name sweet it. Sweet cookbooks. <laughs> you know, the huge. But um, I've been reading. What am I reading? She's going into her bag, everyone, to pull out her book. What is it? This is Always Looking Up. Aww. The Adventures of an Incurable Optimist <gasps> by Michael J. Fox. I love it. The cover is precious. Isn't it? It is. Oh, my God. He's he's looking up. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> I've been having a rough time lately, so I'm trying to read more books about, like, people who made the best of bad situations. Yeah. And I love so that. Michael J. Fox, uh, if you don't know, has Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. And this is his second book. I don't have his first one, but I was like going through my bookshelves and I forgot I even had this. So I was like reading it and it's it's really good. Aww. And yeah, he talks about how he had to retire from acting, but like it only gets better from here. And I was like, uh, <laughs> Michael, you said it, Michael. We agree. So I've been reading that. That's and, awesome. And I feel like that's kind of nerdy because he was in Back to the Future yes. and, and things like that. So I think this also talks about how he started the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Mm -hmm. So charity and all the things that you love. Yes. It's great. So I've been reading that. Um, Aw. Yeah. I love it. Trying to feel better for New Year's. (laughs) So So true. Yeah. So um, I think that's it for me. Anything else for you? I I, I don't think we've really had time to do. Yeah. We had friends miss. That doesn't really. I mean, that was kind of nerdy. We we exchanged nerdy gifts. We did. (laughs) I got the. The uh, tinfoil Eiffel Tower puzzle thing that's going to make me yell at things, I'm sure. (laughs) It's small, so you just have to be careful when you put it together. (laughs) But it's so pretty when it's done. It does look pretty on the box. Very pretty when it's done. Yes. 
Um, and I got a Darth Vader emotions mug where all the emotions are the same because yes, he has a math gun. Um, and I also got a, well, my husband got the Harry Potter puzzle, yeah. um, which <laughs> it's like a thousand, thousand pieces. pieces. You're Ooh. welcome. It had, well, it's Hogwarts castle and then all the crests. Oh, it's going to be a big one. <laughs> I know. I'm excited for you. And I also got a, uh, which isn't like super duper nerdy, but it's something for me and Jill. Um, it is a baking kit that helps you <laughs> bake little like <laughs> balls of bread that you put together and they make it into a Christmas tree. And I'm scared because it involves like dough and yeast and turning Look, on my oven. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as Becky said, oh, you like, you gotta let the dough rise and all that shit. Mm. I was like, I'll bring the wine. <laughs> That way, when we fuck up the bread, we won't care. We'll yeah. be drunk. Just drink a bunch of wine. Yeah. Because I'm scared. Because <laughs> we're not bakers, no. if you guys don't remember. <laughs> so. The gift of Gishwa's past has taught us <laughs> we don't bake well. No. No. I'm good at buying a cake from the store, but not so much at baking one. <laughs> I have other skills. Yeah. We have yeah. other good qualities. Yeah. You have to bake. And uh, I We're can't. smart. So. <laughs> pretty and stuff. Um... And then you gave me a blanket that I Yay. use every day at work because it's warm and fuzzy. <laughs> oh, it's, like a, it's like a cloud made out of sheep. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's like the highest rated Sherpa blanket on the internet. So mm, Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you gave me this awesome custom, yeah. speaking of custom printing, it is sort of like a canvas that's really thick. What do you call it's it? It's called What's the foam, core foam core art. Foam core art. And it has our logo on it. So it's up in our recording room slash my office. Yeah. Now. I was like, I want artwork with our podcast logo on it. And I love then, it. And so I made you one too. I love yeah. it. So it's we have so matching awesome. ones in our offices. Mm -hmm. And then I made you that cookbook. Yes. <laughs> I have one too, which is like my favorite thing yeah. in my kitchen right now. It's the kind you can write in. So if you guys like have friends and you do recipe nights which or like cooking do. nights, mm -hmm. which we do, this is great because now we can keep all the recipes. It's such a thoughtful gift. I thought so. And plus the cover just seems like us <laughs> in the kitchen. It's true. It says this mother this motherfucking souffle is ruined and it's the little screaming weasel meme. <laughs> So it seemed yes. appropriate because we've had a couple of incidents. Mm -hmm. And if I tried to make a souffle, it would be fucking ruined in like two seconds. I'm going to be real. <laughs> I had to look up what a souffle was because like I hear it and then I put like in my head it's something different than what it actually mm -hmm. is. Because I'm not fancy and I don't eat them. <laughs> They're delicious. I can't make one to save my life. No. no. And you know what? You don't have to. <laughs> It's baking. I can't do it. Yeah. So <laughs> um, so let's talk about how rad the last 10 years have been. Yes. So we're going from 2010 to 2019, right? That's what right. we're considering the decade. Right. Just for reference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. What did you have on your list? Tell me so something So my from number your one list. thing was um, <laughs> the last Harry Potter book. <gasps> was that in this decade? That was in 2011. Oh, my goodness. It's been so long. <laughs> and i was like that was my one where i was like oh my what mm -hmm. i that was one where i thought it was longer ago but mm -hmm. then i sat and i thought about it and i was like no i was still in college <laughs> it helps you like gather the and time <laughs> i was yeah i was living in my studio apartment and i remember i went to borders mm. oh borders and bought it <laughs> yeah that's long gone <laughs> and i nerd shame did not finish that book for like five years what were you just not ready to finish it like emotionally a little but i okay so here's what happened <laughs> i read a bit of it mm -hmm. and i was just so angry mm -hmm. about it because to me it felt like fan fiction it didn't oh. it it just wasn't like parts of it were good but like other parts i was like what the fuck is this and i just like angry closed the book <laughs> And my friends were like telling me what happened. And I was like, yep, nope, don't agree with anything. So, <laughs> so you just had anger about had it. anger. So it took me a long mm -hmm. time to actually like read the thing in its entirety. And now I'm more okay with it, but I hate that epilogue so much. It's terrible. It shouldn't have been part it, of it. They should have at least cut it from the movie. Yeah, it's bad. It's not good. But <laughs> it was like a big nerd moment. It was. Yeah. It was, I mean, 
I cried. I it was a lot of tears. I cried. Um, I stood in line at the bookstore because you couldn't just. I think at that point, like you could get it on Amazon and get it delivered the day that it came mm-hmm. out. But where's the fun in that? Like you would go to the big bookstore thing and you'd stand in line and it was at midnight everybody was dressed like a witch and like they had the snacks and the games it was and you'd get the wristband yeah it was like an experience yeah and i got the poster that is um it's the cover of the final book and then at the bottom it says borders and then the date and then yeah like that's awesome it's like this really weird collectible thing now because borders doesn't exist Mm -hmm. so I had that as my number one like nerd thing because it it's like it was books, it was movies, it was like this whole big franchise, and it was like a nerd gathering yeah thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was in July of 2011. Wow, I can't believe that feels like so long ago. I know, right? <laughs> but and that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was from this decade. I, I agree. Know. Didn't even think about crazy that. Crazy town yeah, for real. Um. So my number one thing that I put on my list was the takeoff of the Marvel franchise. Yep, that was, was my that second on your one. List too? That was yeah. my second one, yeah. Because I feel like we went from the late aughts <laughs> um, with like Iron Man and Thor and, you know, like single movies. And then it just like took off in the last decade into this like huge the, universe. Yeah, the cinematic universe of yeah. like, I need a flow chart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got like books and movies and like relaunches of the comic books and TV series and like it just kept going and going and going. And now there's going to be a theme park and like, or it lands so within a theme park. Me too. Let's go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it just like took off into this crazy, huge, some would say beast of like Disney, <laughs> like an, a tentacle of the Disney monster. Um, it's a good tentacle, though. Yeah, I, I think say. it was a watershed Mostly. moment for nerddom. Like, I think it really brought comic books into the forefront of people's minds where they like really weren't before, except for maybe Batman, Superman, like here or there. Yeah. You know, but this like exploded into a huge thing. It took it from like, you're a nerd. If you like that stuff, to being very mainstream, yeah, because now, now everybody, like the highest grossing movies, everybody at least knows. Like mm-hmm. they might not like it, but they at least know about it. Yeah, everybody could probably name the Avengers mm-hmm. or get close to naming at least three of them. It's true. So I mean, it's cool to be a nerd. It, they really, I think, they had a huge hand in making it. And cool I to think be a nerd. that it also changed the way that other franchises do things mm-hmm. because for marvel they're like oh yep we're gonna do the the multimedia tie-in and then like the the things that are happening on the tv show tie into the movie and it's mm-hmm. just so fucking complex and now dc is trying to do it yep that's cute <laughs> they're trying they're trying uh, um, with varying levels of success depending on how you feel about them yeah but, but i, I think like star wars is doing it too mm-hmm. and and other things that are not owned by Disney, but like <laughs> there are some other things that are not owned there, by Disney. There are very few they things exist. not owned by Disney. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that it's becoming more of the way to do things. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think it was just a huge thing. I don't think like looking back on the 2010s, I don't think that you like I will look back on it and not think about that. No. Cause I mean, it's like you said, it didn't start there, but that was when it like boomed yeah. hard. Mm hmm. So that's totally, like, to me, that helped define the decade, especially for nerds. Mm. Can't not talk Big about time. it. <laughs> Big time. Big um, time. I also said, so I kind of tried to pick some some different kind of stuff. I love it. So in 2019, mm-hmm. we had our first picture of a black hole. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would think it would have happened way Taken before. by a woman. Mm-hmm. And her picture when she was standing next to, like, the monitor with the picture on it. Such a precious moment. I loved it. And it, it, like, gave me the feels. Like, I'm not as much of a science nerd as you are. (laughs) But I was just like, oh, we did that. And a woman did it. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's still stuff to be discovered and done. And, like, maybe don't look in the black hole. Because I'm pretty (laughs) sure that's how a horror movie starts yeah you look into it it looks into you it's very lovecraftian it's not good (laughs) they're gonna find cthulhu in there but or the flying spaghetti monster i don't know it's hard to say but that happened yeah that was really cool it totally did and that's very cool and i think like 
that actually brings up something that was on my list, which was the movie Hidden Figures. Yeah. And like the explosion that that caused. I feel that like was a good movie. it was a great movie. And like it's been a really awesome decade for representation in films, books, TV shows, you know, kind of like all around. But uh, especially like I, I think women in science have come a long way this Mm -hmm. decade. And I think that's really cool. Like we're seeing it in real life. We're seeing it historically. Um, You know, there's like been a lot of focus on Marie Curie and like sort of women scientists of the past. Which uh, makes me happy because of my history nerdiness. But like, (laughs) I was like, oh, finally we're going to talk about this. Because like you, like I I knew about Hidden Figures before, Mm -hmm. but you had to like really be deep history dork Mm -hmm. or a deep science nerd or something like that to even hear about these people yeah and now they're being made into like their life stories are being Mm -hmm. told and and um uh the main one johnson Mm -hmm. um you know she got interviewed she got to meet the president she got to do all these things and it was like oh are we finally gonna give her (laughs) some fucking credit like (laughs) she had to wait way 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 too long Mm -hmm. yeah So I think like both in fiction Mm -hmm. and historical fiction and in real life, like it was a cool parallel between all three of those kind of meshing together to be like, hey, women do science and they do science really well and they've been doing it for a really long time. So let's start like paying attention to it. And I, I love how that got young women excited about careers in STEM and about like their science classes. I just think that's so awesome. It is because, I mean, when I was growing up, the only female scientist we talked about was Marie Curie. Mm -hmm. And I mean, real talk, she had a husband who helped her with that. Yeah. So, and hers was like a super big major discovery. So if it hadn't been super big major discovery and there hadn't been also been a man there, would we have talked about it? Probably not. No. We would have talked about the men that used her work after she did her work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and I like they're also making more stories and movies about things like that where it's like, well, actually this person did it and mm-hmm. this person got the credit. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. a huge step forward. We still have a far way to go. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, but um, I think it, that made like a really cool decade yeah. for women in science. Totally. And kind of offshooting for that. Yes. I put that in 2015 <gasps> – Apple came out with racially diverse emojis. Was that 2015? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I feel like I don't even remember a time before that now. Cause yeah, now I like think about emojis as just like, yeah, you can like pick, there's one for everyone. What it looks like. Yeah. Know, what, if it's your, you know, skin tone and mm-hmm. things like that. But um, those actually weren't available on the iPhone until 2015. Wow. I don't have an iPhone. So maybe that's why I don't. Yes. Well, that's why I said Apple had racially diverse emojis. I don't know because you're a droid weirdo. Yeah. And I don't even know if they had emojis like of people at that time. That's a good question. Um, I don't know that. I mean, I've always had like the yellow smiley face mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But I mean, they started when they started coming out with like you could have like African American emojis or you could have um, like the the guy with the turban mm-hmm. and like they were trying to be more diverse and things like that. So um, that's when those came out was in 2015. That's awesome. Um, but I don't know about like the like the little the woman who like shrugs. Yeah. With, like, all the different hair colors yeah, and, like, but, all the different well, skin yeah, tones. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, she has all the different hair colors. Um, like, you can get, like, a like a mermaid that's got, like, the different mm-hmm. hair colors and stuff. And it was one of those things where, like, I didn't – I'm white. I'm privileged. Let's face it. But, like, I didn't think about it, really, because all my emojis were yellow. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, well, nobody is Lego yellow. Right. So – Like, it's fine. It's, it's like, a smiley it's face. It's everybody. Yeah. Cool. But then those came out and I was even like, oh, yeah, I guess if you had like red hair or you were Hispanic or something, I guess your emoji really doesn't look, I mean, like I'm not Lego yellow, but like I, (laughs) yeah, you know, you didn't didn't think think about about it. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Until those came out. Well, now they have like the gender Mm non-binary emojis, which I love. They're great. The one that looks like, have you seen the David Bowie looking one? Mm -hmm. It's awesome. With the lightning bolt. Yeah. I love that. And like all the different families in like different permutations and like that kind of stuff that just increasing that 
visibility mm-hmm. that there are like different ways to be a family there are like different types of people and they look different and like yeah that's I'm, great i'm looking at them right now <laughs> i think so. it's good we do need like more representation in our technology yeah especially well, the, unless you like they've got them in different ages that's awesome and they've got let's see this little detective guy a woman doctor what <laughs> when did that happen we can do things it's true woman pilot what mm-hmm. zombies for our dead yes friends. Our, you know, for our dead friends, representation very important. Yes, uh, yeah, there's some good stuff on here. We've got oh, someone coming out of a sauna. That's a new one, I think. I don't remember that. Um, <laughs> there's people in wheelchairs. Yes, and I there was a prosthetic um, limb one too. Yes, now is there? Um, uh, some blind people mm-hmm. on here. Yeah, I love the seeing eye dog. Yeah. Like the service animal emoji. That's great. Yeah. I've actually had occasion to use that one legitimately before. Also, like, thank you. A ball of yarn. One of my favorites. Very important. It is. I knit a lot. (laughs) It's important. Yeah. Importante. (laughs) This vampire bat. This, there's a squid. Now I'm just getting into the (laughs) weird stuff. A very important representation. Yes. (laughs) Well, I was looking at the space stuff and to see if there's like a black hole one on here. Mm. There's not. But there's like a spirally like universe kind of thing. There's some other stuff on here. This is making me hungry. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, I got got distracted. Um, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, my list is mostly like watershed moments and like pop culture. Mm. So I just did a thing. Uh, I've got um, a couple of those <laughs> and I've got like some personal ones. That's good. Yeah, you it, thought about it more than I did. Nobody else will be as pumped about as me, but you know. You thought about it more than I did. No. Um, <clears throat> but I think one of my favorite like sort of new figures in the world of movies um, going off of the like diversity Mm-hmm. trend uh was jordan peele becoming like a director Dude, i knew you were gonna say that and a producer yeah i i mean like key and peele also existed in this decade i fucking love key and peele <laughs> that was something from this so decade much. um and i thought like i put him in a box i did i did it i put him in a box well, i was I like think everybody did guy. because i remember when that horror movie came out and i was like i'm, I'm sorry the guy from key and peele <laughs> right you're like, like that funny guy with all the wigs. Really, the, the guy who <laughs> pretended to be Obama for yeah. the Luther sketch. Mm-hmm. Really? Yup. So I think his jump from like comedy into not just horror but like socially conscious horror did amazing things for the genre mm-hmm. that he was working in. Because like, first of all, it was a bunch of like non-white people surviving a horror movie. What? That wasn't a thing. Who knew? Most of the main characters were African-American. Crazy. Um, so a lot of his main characters are women, which is also unheard of. Love it. Um, and they're not just like final girl type women. They're like actual people. And their families, which is very weird for horror, too. Like, not a family like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but, like, you know, a pa- two parents and two kids. And then they, oh, like... I haven't seen any of them because yeah. it sounds fucking terrifying. They're pretty terrifying. But they're <laughs> amazing. He also... I have not watched yet Black Black Klansman, but I want to. It's mm-hmm. on my list to watch. He's the producer, not the director. Right. I was going to say, I thought he was... Yeah, yeah he did not direct that one. But um, I do – I really enjoy his filmmaking way more than I expected to. I went in to Get Out and I was like, come on. This is going to be like ridiculous. I'm going to hate this like, so much. Like I thought it was going to be like scary movie. <laughs> yeah. That's was, what I thought too. I, and I was like, oh, they're going to like – they're just like advertising it as serious mm-hmm. and then it's going to be <laughs> – To be the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nope. Apparently not. I mean, Very I, serious. I, mean, I haven't seen it, but from what I hear – Yeah. It was really serious. Us was really serious, too. And, like, the talent that he pulls for his films is stellar. Like the, Even the kid actors from Us were, like, amazing. So good. Love it. So I'm very, very happy that he, like, entered this new sort of phase in his career this decade. And I cannot wait to see what he does in the next decade. I'm so excited. So thank you, Jordan Peele, yeah. for subverting my expectations in the best way. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of shit that exceeded my expectations. Yes. Netflix originals. Mm, so true. Like, 
so Netflix was around before mm-hmm. this decade, but not in the way that it is now. No. It was like you had to get it in the mail. Yeah. And it was a DVD. It was basically Redbox in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> And I used it a lot in college. That was mm-hmm. how I watched a lot of movies. Me too. Because you paid five bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And you get like three at a time. Yeah. Or like two at a time. it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, streaming. <laughs> and everybody was like, what? Like YouTube? And they're like, same, but Better. no. <laughs> same, but diff. Yeah. Guys, ready? you're not ready for this. And then I, they started coming out with these original shows and movies. And I was just like thinking... For some reason, even though I knew everybody had Netflix, like, in my head, they wouldn't have the budget, right? Like, they wouldn't be able to get, like, the big actors or the good actors. You know, Mm -hmm. big doesn't mean good, but, like... Yeah. Well, and we're used to, like, a Lifetime original or, like, a Hallmark original. Yeah, I was like, they're going to be making fucking Hallmark movies. like a sci-fi original. Like, it's that lower... Hey, those are great. (laughs) It's just a lower budget. So it's not as, like, it's not a blockbuster. You know, you're not going to see them, like getting nominated for awards yeah that's not gonna right? happen <laughs> i was like oh that's cute you know yeah. like they'll Thanks, probably Netflix. you know but and they and now they have so many mm-hmm. and they've been so good the the yeah. one that i watched recently was called um a stupid and futile gesture mm-hmm. which is about the founder of national lampoon oh interesting and i cried oh. hard because it was sad but it was also hilarious and they i mean they had everybody Mm -hmm. in that movie it was amazing and it was a netflix original i was just like what that's crazy um will forte was the main what dude that's crazy and they had anybody who's ever been in in comedy Mm -hmm. in the last 10 years was in this movie Mm. it seemed like it was just it was really good but that's awesome and i mean They've got you know, so many. They've got Ozark, which mm-hmm. is amazing, and that's got Jason Bateman in it. Mm-hmm. Now they're coming out with movies that have like Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. and Six um, Underground. I just watched it. So Michael Bay. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Michael Bay directed a movie for Netflix. Like, yeah, it's, that's a big it's, deal. And, and they've got um, well, now they've got the the two popes. That's got fucking Anthony mm-hmm. Hopkins in it. Yep. And they've got others with like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're getting like like the big people. Yeah, and they're making the movies that the studios like said no to, but mm-hmm. they're still really good. Yep. And they're also like, saving shows yeah. that the studios drop, like that you know Arrested networks development. would drop. Lucifer, mm-hmm. you know, like they they save things and then they go on to be more. Po- Even you mm-hmm. was picked up, but it was Lifetime, yeah. and then they canceled it, and then Netflix was like, "Watch this," and now it's huge. Yeah, and they and everything that they come out with, not everything is gold, like that bubblegum thing <laughs> that was weird, but like everything that they come out with is original, mm-hmm. like. When they call it Netflix original, it's original. Like, yeah. I don't see these on regular mm-hmm. shows. Yep. They're doing foreign foreign language films, yeah. too. It's and like, incredible what they're putting yeah, out. Yeah. Their animation is amazing, too. Like, they just have Bojack every Horseman. genre. Yeah. yeah. Which, and... Um, I think they saved that one. They did. Yeah. That was... Fa- Something so, like that. Yeah. yeah. But they, like, pick things up that... They take on the projects that other people said no to Mm -hmm. and then they're like well you were dumb for saying no to that because watch us and i think that they also have a tendency toward like stories that mean something Mm -hmm. or that um like are true stories and uh, they have like inspirational stuff like like girl boss or Mm -hmm. um trying to think of that other one well i I don't know but there's like a lot of them that are just like oh awesome yeah yeah they want you to engage with the content to the point where they even did uh bandersnatch which was like interactive mm-hmm. movie making like interactive storytelling so i think they are definitely pushing the boundaries and they have been that's like kind of the crux of their company yes and i like that they're on the level of like showtime or hbo mm-hmm. where it's like it's really high quality and then they don't censor characters or scenes or whatever so you get like the real story like mind hunter Mm -hmm. so yeah if you tried to do that on like usa yeah you can't do that no (laughs) it would be terrible uh well yeah yeah be a bad scene you know so i mean that was one of my big ones was um 
the Netflix original material. Yeah. That's been pouring out for the lap. But I mean, I would say that wasn't like that didn't really hit until like, what, five years ago, maybe? Yeah. They had to and like. that was when they started with Arrested Development and everybody mm-hmm. was like, really? Like Netflix is going to produce this? Okay. That seems weird. You're going to be able to afford Michael Sarah? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And they did. And, and they then did. some. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And I think that also like. In the way that Marvel trailblazed for the cinematic universe, mm-hmm. Netflix trailblazed for the streaming service, oh, totally. for the streaming original content, like that is very much yeah, and their show baby. saving, yeah, and show saving because like Hulu kind of came up behind mm-hmm. them. They saved Mindy, yeah, um, and I think they saved one other show that's escaping me right now. But there's Hulu originals now. Mm-hmm. They're decent. Some of them are good. Some of them are good. Um, they've they've got some decent movies, mm-hmm. I would say, but it's not, it's not on the same level. Yeah, Prime does very well. Mm-hmm. They do really great shows, but they did not start doing original stuff until yeah, Netflix, Netflix. was first. Yeah. Yep. and now streaming services like everybody has a streaming service with original content mm-hmm. that you can't get. Right. on whatever the parent mm-hmm. like you know you've got like the cbs and then cbs all access you right. have like hbo and you have hbo go and you have <sighs> disney plus now and like that. all of these things that really we wouldn't have any of that if it wasn't for netflix recognizing that potential and like stepping in and doing it first right you go netflix thank you but also now i have to pay for 50 million streaming services <laughs> i've just decided to be picky <sighs> i you stick with be. my i stick with my three I have yeah. I have Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. That's the three we have. Any too. anything else? I will see if somebody else has a password, or I just don't watch it. Yeah, because like the Disney Plus thing. I mean, I really want to see that Loki mm-hmm. show, but that's not out yet. And everybody's like losing their fucking mind over the Mandalorian <laughs> and Baby Yoda, and I <laughs> I am not on that train. Yeah. So cool, <laughs> right? But I'm not gonna get it anytime soon. But you know, what? No, you I do? think we have a. We have a friend who will. Yes. And we'll just borrow her password. What? We didn't say that. What? <laughs> she no. doesn't. What? We'll go to her house and watch it together. Yeah. That's it's what we bonding meant. Yes. time. That's for sure. totally. Yes. Um, I also would put in uh, the world of like content that is n- new and like original to a streaming service. Mm-hmm. I think having Handmaid's Tale come out. That was on mine too. In yeah. the past decade. That was a Hulu original. Yeah. And it's a huge deal. Like that was an older book, but kudos to Hulu and to the producers for recognizing that like now is the time. That was so hard to watch, but it was so important. Yeah. At the time that they did it, it was like so meaningful and there was, they did it with so much art to it too and so much respect for the original material and its interpretation now that it felt like disturbingly contemporary and that's hard to do that was a big reason it was hard for me to watch because i was like this could yeah happen Mm -hmm. it totally could and i think that was scary and it was really sad but it was important to have that conversation, have that content, and have it be as widespread as it was, is, because the show's still on. Um, but I think that first season really, oh, sure. like, yes, the the rest of it has been good, but I don't think it has the impact that that first season had. At the time that it was released and, like, the way that it was released, it was so important so to this past decade. Oh, my God. I'm and not, moving forward. Like, ugh, like just thinking about it. I know. It's disturbing but in a really important way Mm -hmm. so i think that like kudos to hulu on that show particularly because i think it was very important totally um so let's see my next one is okay this is a like a i was stoked okay (laughs) do tell the hanks writer app came out what oh is that the tom hanks thing that's the tom hanks app where you can make your phone sound (laughs) like a typewriter when you text and it makes me so happy yeah i you Mm. have it on your phone and it's very you it's like they made it just for you i know me and tom (laughs) you guys understand each other hang and talk about typewriters for sure Mm -hmm. so um i put the hanks writer app on here but also like (laughs) i also put um 
his book Uncommon Type mm-hmm. on here, um, which in every story, there's a typewriter. So cute. And and Tom, <laughs> that guy can do everything. Yeah, he so can. those stories are really good. So I, I kind of liked how he tied his book and his app together mm-hmm. in a weird way. So if you really like typewriters, get the Hanks writer app because you can make your um, keyboard on your phone sound like a typewriter. <laughs> it doesn't really work with spell check, but I don't care. <laughs> next the next version the up, update yeah, will be yeah. good so that was one of my <laughs> big nerdy things was when that came out i was like overjoyed yeah Woo. <laughs> um i also noticed about myself that like a lot of kids movies came out this past decade oh you mean like that the pixar stuff yeah but they're like not just for kids no you know like you used to go into like a disney movie and you'd be like okay this is for the kids and like maybe the adults liked it too but this idea of like a family movie that's truly for people of all ages mm-hmm. took off this decade totally like a huge deal i mean the the list is like endless endless but my favorites were how to train your dragon and coco and into the spider verse which i think is probably the epitome of that was so good those types of movies where Mm -hmm. like you want to take your kids to it but it also has like really mature lessons and like amazing storytelling and beautiful effects and like this idea that kids movies aren't just for kids and you can make like adult animation, but you can also make true family animation. And I think that's really changed the landscape of like how families watch media together. Mm-hmm. It's different now than it was 10 years ago, for sure. And I think in a good way. But um, that just it strikes me as like a, a big trend that we saw in movies well, this past decade. And in that trend, there was like princesses without princes. Mm-hmm. And there were you know, like real uh, diverse female heroes. It's true. You know, we had everybody from Hawaii to Scotland Mm and I'm thinking Frozen's like in Norway. Something like, like yeah, it's something cold, you know, obviously. And and, um, I mean, I I hope we see some more like in Coco, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. But that was a little boy hero, which also is unexpected. Yeah. Because... Usually in those movies, it is a female hero, mm-hmm. but she's always looking for her prince. But yeah. Like, yeah, you don't it's ever see a like, <laughs> yeah, you don't ever see a little boy hero. Mm-hmm. And it was about like him and his family, which is Ugh, not made me cry. Me too. I cried throughout like the entire movie. Um, and you got like Big Hero Six, which was about like a group of heroes that were kids, and like just these sort of novel storytelling mechanisms and story types. Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. And like through the animation, I just think that was so cool to see. Mm-hmm. And I think it gives kids like a different way to participate in movies and in TV and like in that type of medium. Because before it was like, yeah, you go and you see like a princess. And if you're a boy, like maybe there's a pirate movie or something like that. But now it's different. They're not like as gender specific. And they're not about like love stories and getting married. And they're, oh, thank God. <laughs> it's just, it's changed. Like the landscape of kids' media has changed. And totally. I'm thankful for that because now I like to watch kids' yeah. movies more <laughs> than I did before. Yeah. Um, okay. And so then I would say, got some sweet movies. Yes. I'm excited. Um, Tell me your sweet movies. Of course, my sweet movie number one because this is just appropriate, was The Great Gatsby. Mm. And that came out in 2013. Mm -hmm. Good old Leonardo (laughs) was Gatsby, and it followed the book super well, and it was big and beautiful, and they did something very different where they had... Jay-Z did the music, Mm -hmm. and they had, like, rap, and, like, they had Fergie and all these, like, random fucking artists in a movie about the 20s. But they made it modern and made it relatable. And I would argue that it kicked off the whole 20s theme to fucking everything that mm. everybody's been on a kick for for a while. But um, <laughs> now it's a big thing. It's yeah, big now deal. it's like the thing, you know, which, you know, but I I love that book so much. It's like one of my all time favorites. And I thought that movie was amazing. 
thank you, Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was really good. He can the man can make a movie, and I think that it also kind of kicked off like more historical TV mm-hmm. and movies, um, showing that like I think in a lot of people's minds, you look back on history and you think that the people who were who were living back then were either really super fucking boring or they were like these crazy trailblazers. But there's like these people who were in the middle. And they were real people and like they cussed and they <laughs> prohibition like yeah. it was one big fucking party mm-hmm. and things like that and i think that we always get it in our head when you go to history class that it's boring yeah you think of it as like because they don't different. talk about that stuff yeah yeah they don't talk about what really happened mm-hmm. during prohibition we don't talk about you know nucky and stuff like that so I thought that was really cool because it kind of woke people up to like, hey, this shit's kind of cool, you know? And, yeah. And the way that it was done was different than any other iteration of Gatsby had been before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and there, this was a huge decade for like historical or like um, time period mm-hmm. movies. Like we saw so many of them, particularly towards the end of this decade. Oh yeah. And I think that is, I mean, I have a bunch of them on my list. Like I watched the crown. I watched the King's speech. Oh, that I was like so good. Just such good. And right now the movie that's just coming out in 1917 about world war one, mm-hmm. like yep. right up to the end of the decade. And there's midway. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many, so many countless, 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 which I would say, Tom Hanks also helped with <laughs> with the Band of Brothers situation. True. I'm just saying. Very true. Yes. The historical like Go reenactment Tom. or yeah. All of that kind of type of story is definitely I love them. I love a good like historical time period movie. The imitation game. True. <laughs> <laughs> Very sad, but an amazing movie. Like just great storytelling on that sort of train like once you get on that train there's a lot to do and see and i also think that you know there's like the big generation war right now Mm -hmm. like the boomers and the millennials and all that Mm -hmm. stuff but i think that we have our differences but we also do have to remember that some of those people did some incredible things yeah that like they didn't have fucking wi-fi that guy had to invent the computer Mm -hmm. with Whatever those spinny wheel things were, I couldn't even. I was just like, "Wow, <laughs> I don't even understand." The I don't even know right what's happening, Alan Turing, <laughs> but I'm on board with you. <laughs> things like that, and it's yeah. like you know they they did big deal stuff. Mm-hmm. So I love when movies come out where like, yeah, King's Speech. A lot of people don't know about the king and his stutter. Yeah, and what a bad time to have a fucking stutter when you're supposed to be making speeches to your country about <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be okay, guys. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I think it it does it goes a really long way towards like humanizing these, like you yes. were saying, these sort of big figures that you mm-hmm. think of in like of one specific way, mm-hmm. like oh, he was the king of England, yeah, so, so like he was very kingly, thing- you know, yes. yeah. But he was like a person who didn't really want to do this, and he kind of got screwed over by his brother, and like he had social anxiety, and he was a terrible public speaker, and like hey, I get it, <laughs> you know. And you're like, oh, this was a person, like a human. I feel the same way about the crown, like not yeah. totally historically accurate. Well, none of none of it's a hundred percent historically but, accurate. Of course, uh, that's okay. I think it's sometimes art in service the of message. Yeah, yeah, like the story more so than like literally. I haven't seen the crown, but you speak very highly of it. And it's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah, or um, you know, or they or they talk about historical figures who might not have gotten. Uh, the best press before mm-hmm. or things like that because i like i liked masters of sex mm-hmm. which was about masters and johnson the people um they were like in the same vein as kinsey where they they studied what drove people's sex drives mm-hmm. uh we don't fucking talk about that in the 50s is, yeah is, you know and they ran into a lot of they ran into a lot of issues yeah a lot of issues and that show delves into like the the things that they had to overcome and stuff mm-hmm. and that they were people yeah that you know now we're like oh man they've they discovered all these things about people and what what attracts people and what people aren't attracted to and everything but we forget that they were people and like their marriages fell apart Mm -hmm. because of this and people like thought they were pervs and all and you know yeah they were real people yeah or yeah like the king had a stutter like that could happen to anybody Mm -hmm. you know 
Yeah. And I think it's just, it gives you a different relationship to history, mm-hmm. makes you look back a different way. And hopefully you start to look forward differently too. That's always my hope with these types I of always, projects. I always think that with the imitation game, especially because yeah. it's like, really? Like, mm-hmm. you're going to hate gay people when they invented the computer? Like, you can be an amazing person and be other. Yeah. And that's Who okay. Cares? Who yeah. gives a shit? It's like, totally okay. What he you... loved his country mm-hmm. and, and he was a fucking genius and he wanted to help and yeah. he did. It's like what you did is still important. Who you are is important. Yeah. It who you're sleeping with doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. It's like who you are and what you do and how impactful you can be mm-hmm. as an individual and as part of a, you know, like movement or part of a group in the case of like some of the other projects like Band, Band of Brothers and stuff. That's mm-hmm. about them as individuals, but it's also about them as like a group. Yeah. But I think we lose some of that in history class. And I love that that was a trend this decade because it really brings that to the forefront of your mind. It's, it's one of my favorite things about the decade because I remember when I was in school, I fucking like, I love history, but that class was so boring because they give you the most generic Mm -hmm. vanilla. Let's talk about the fucking Silk Road. Here's the things that got traded on the Silk Road. I don't care. Like, (laughs) But let's talk about the people who are on the Silk Road and the things that happened and mm-hmm. why they were trading these things. And gosh, can you imagine a world where we didn't have chocolate? Yeah. Or, you know, those or kinds spices of things. Or like, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's something that kind of makes you think. Mm-hmm. So I like that they're taking these stories that nobody paid attention to because they weren't like when we talked, I don't know about you, but like when I was in school, when we talked about the 20s. We talked about, so women got the right to mm-hmm. vote. Prohibition. And then there was prohibition, but we're not going to like really talk about and it. Like... And then like that got overturned, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and then the Great Depression happened. <laughs> yeah. And that oh, was... Oh, in the Dust Bowl. Oh, and, and like read Great Gatsby. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. And that was it. We didn't really talk about the rest of it, like how some people were living the high life and some people had nothing mm-hmm. and and how that led into the disaster of the thirties yeah. and, and stuff like that. And then, and then we would, well, you know, and then like shit sucked in the thirties. That's about it. And then world war, <laughs> and then world war two happened. And it was just like, well, <laughs> and then it was the fifties. <laughs> yeah. And everybody looked great with yeah. their, with their hats and their dresses. Poodle skirts and stuff. And oh yeah. Civil rights too. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but we're not going to talk like, about that, <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah. What? No. So <laughs> Yeah um we need a little more yeah so what's what's your next one um i also really i want to point i want to bring up deadpool as a very important watershed moment in the past decade totally it was our first like successful r-rated superhero movie hell yeah Um, i love it it, i I just and and people were so scared that it was never going to get made and then they were so scared that it was going to flop. Best Valentine's Day date ever. Right? And they released it around Valentine's it was Day. was so good. And the world was like, <gasps> and then it was great. And it was huge. The advertising was genius. The whole thing was genius. With him laying in front of the fireplace <laughs> telling you that he was going to give you VD. I just, <laughs> oh my God. The whole thing. I'm so proud that they went there. Like, I'm just, I'm so glad that they went there. And I think that it opened up. Like, I don't think we would have the boys no. if we didn't have Deadpool. No. I don't think we would have had Suicide Squad if we didn't no. have Deadpool. I don't think. Like, it opened up this this sort of different avenue for the superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. Yeah. I, I don't want the decade to end without talking about Deadpool. No. I give him props. Uh, I only have two others. Go for it. I'm going to whiz through here. Go for it. Okay. Can we talk about A Star is Born for a mm-hmm. second? Yes, the remake of the remake. Of the remake? <laughs> of the remake. Yeah. But um, it was still wonderful. That was 2018. And that movie was insanely fucking good. Mm-hmm. So emotional. So truthful. So and real. I think that it tied into another part, another trend that I hope continues. Um, and that was discussing mental health. Mm-hmm. And that even though this person is a big star and they've got everything they could ever want, he still is sick. Yeah. They still have issues. They still have problems. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought that movie was incredibly moving. Yeah. I loved I it. I cried. We were all crying. We were all crying. I brought the tissue. 
And the differences, the updates that they made to it were really genius. Mm -hmm. I think they did an amazing job telling that story. I I couldn't like – to to me, that's one of the movies of the decade. Yeah. I loved it. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And my last thing, which I kind of just threw at the bottom of the list, but I feel like it was important – um, was the Big Bang Theory? Oh yeah, was TV that show all this decade? So it started in two thousand and seven. Eh, it still counts, but it just ended in twenty nineteen. It was a very long running show, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna say you know most of it took place in this decade. Yeah, but I think it was important because even though it's like not my favorite show, it's mm-hmm. not your favorite show, <laughs> it was another thing where it was like, look, nerds are people. Yeah, and there's different kinds of nerds and. They do more than sit around and play board games Mm -hmm. and video games and whatever. And I thought it was – I know a lot of my nerdy friends don't like that show because of some representation and things like that. But I think that it was another thing that brought nerd culture into, like, the mainstream and made it more okay, quote unquote. It, like, pulled the nerd from, like, the sidekick of the main character Mm -hmm. and, like, made them the main character. Yeah. And that's very different. Yeah. And I liked that they had guests that were – actors mm-hmm. scientists yeah they had i mean i think they had everybody but bill nye and i i mean i didn't watch the last season maybe bill nye is in there mm-hmm. i don't know but i mean like i think they had they had nathan fillion they had um hawking they had stephen mm-hmm. hawking they had neil degrasse tyson they had was on him it. On will there. wheaton was will, on it wheaton. brent spiner was on they it. had everybody and yeah. i love that they tied in what my Bialik? Mm-hmm. Bialik? I can never say her name right. Summer Glau was on it. Yeah, like yeah, and I loved that they tied in like look science math. Mm-hmm. They had fucking everything going on in there. <laughs> it's true. So maybe it wasn't always you know supremely well written, yeah. but but they were doing a thing. They tried something. And Jim Parsons is Sheldon. No wonder <laughs> he won every fucking yeah, award. Ever. It was just that was perfect. So good. <laughs> It was perfect. Yeah. So I have a bunch of other stuff on my list, but uh, I just think it's safe to say that like this decade was transformative for pop culture and for like society, as you can say with most decades. But I think that I'm now like looking for how we're going to transform the cool stuff about this past decade into the next decade. Oh, yeah. That's what I want to see now. I'm like, okay, 2020, like you got some big shoes to fill. Let's make it happen and let's be better. I need some good stuff. Yeah. Like anything that was great about this past decade, like let's make it even better. Let's not go backwards, please. And (laughs) let's like continue to push this, like all of the good things about this decade. That's my hope for the future. Mm. I have many hopes. (laughs) So this is our last episode of 2019 and of the decade. So we will see you. In 2020, uh, we're actually going to go see Knives Out right now. Hell yeah, we are. So that's probably what we're going to be talking about on our next episode. So if you haven't seen it, you have two weeks to go see it. And Happy New Year. Yeah. Bye. Bye.